Hello, and welcome to the Public School Matters podcast presented by the North Carolina Association of School Administrators. I'm Katherine Joyce, NCASA's Executive Director, and joining me as she does each week is Legal Affairs and Policy Manager Elizabeth Yelverton. Together, we talk about legislative and policy news affecting our public schools. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. Well, Elizabeth, it has been a while since we've uh, talked to folks on this podcast, hasn't it? That's right, Catherine. I think the last time we spoke, lawmakers had just passed a state budget, which seems forever ago, but really it was just a few weeks ago. And we've been taking a little break since then, as have our lawmakers, but we plan to be around at least once a month or so with fun episodes like this one that you're about to hear. And that's just to keep our listeners updated with the latest information about education in North Carolina. It is hard to believe that it was just a few weeks ago, and now we're about to start a new school year. That is totally unbelievable to me. But what a better time to speak to our special guest on this podcast today. Mr. Jack Hoke, Executive Director of the North Carolina School Superintendents Association. Hello, Jack, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, Catherine and Elizabeth. It's certainly a pleasure to be here, and I look forward to our time together today. Well, thanks again for joining us today, Jack. Um, For those of you that don't know, and I think there's only a few of you out out there. Uh, The School Superintendents Association is one of NCASA's core affiliates, um, which just means that we work very closely with Jack and superintendents across the state to learn about the issues facing our schools so that Catherine and I can advocate for any needed changes at the General Assembly or with other policymakers. That's right, Elizabeth. And no one knows more about our superintendents than Jack Hoke, who retired from the superintendency himself quite a few years ago. As I mentioned before, it's a great time to be talking to you, Jack. And most of our superintendents around the state, we know right now are preparing to open the doors to students for the start of the new school year, uh, most of them on August 29th. So with that in mind, can you tell us a bit about some of the challenges they are facing for the new school year? This is great timing, Catherine. I had a meeting of the NCSSA executive board this morning, which is two superintendents from each region. And and listening uh, over the past couple of weeks with school starting two weeks, probably the biggest issue facing superintendents is the hiring of personnel, teachers, EC teachers, teacher assistants, child nutrition workers, Bus drivers, custodian, and even assistant principals are challenging to hire right now. Some other issues that they're facing is the principal pay issue with bonuses that kick in in January 2023. They're having a lot of conversations with their principals over the concerns about that particular issue. Another issue from our recently passed state budget, the compression of the salary schedule that went to $15 an hour for our non-certified people. For example, a code 50 and a code 60 are on the same pay scale. So someone starting with zero experience and somebody working with several years of experience could be making the same amount of money. And that creates challenges for those that have the experience. Another issue that they're facing is hiring bonuses. Districts are offering varying amounts of these bonuses and some are paying a lot more than others. And the folks that are paying the most money are attracting personnel but it's not new personnel. They're attracting personnel from districts. So we're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul. So those are the things right now 
that are concerning for superintendents as we prepare for the 22-23 school year. Well, thanks for mentioning all that, Jack. And we know our superintendents are facing a lot of challenges this year, as you just mentioned. But you know that we at NCSA are going to do everything we can to support you and to support them and their students. But we also know that due to all of these challenges, unfortunately, a lot of superintendents across the country have just left the profession altogether. What are you seeing with superintendent turnover in North Carolina, Mr. Jack? Well, and I would say this, in looking at all the literature from AASA, this is a nationwide issue with superintendent turnover, but specifically in North Carolina, for the 22-23 school year, we will have 27 new superintendents, which is a 23% turnover rate. Right now, we currently have interim superintendents, and they're counted in that number. With two weeks to go before school, we still have uh, 11 superintendents to hire. And this will be the third consecutive year where we've had pretty significant turnover rate, close to the 20% over three consecutive years. And I shared with the uh, executive board this morning, the experience chart for superintendents for this coming year with zero to five years of experience in the superintendency. We have 72 superintendents, which is 62.6%. Uh, six to 10 years, we have 29, which is a little over 25%. 11 to 15 years, we have 11, which is 9.5%, and greater than 16 years, we have three, which is 2.6%. Wow, that that is quite eye-opening and, and really um, sa says a lot about some of the challenges our superintendents are facing with those con kinds of turnover number and um, early career superintendents really just getting started uh, in some of these positions across the state. But thank you for sharing that, Jack. I think we can all agree that great leadership is critical for student success. What are some of the things that you and, and superintendents may have discussed that they believe our state lawmakers and or their local uh, school boards across the state can do to improve stability in the superintendency? At the end of the day, the goal has to be to provide a high quality education for all students and working together, they can make that happen. Well, Jack, we've talked a lot today about superintendent turnover and the ways that our local boards can make a difference. Could you mention right quick how maybe our lawmakers and policymakers could make a difference? Sure, Elizabeth. I think it would be helpful if state lawmakers would have conversations with superintendents as they develop legislation. Superintendents could provide feedback on proposed legislation on how it would impact students and staff at the district level because policy and theory are one thing, practical application is another, and they don't always mesh. And I think the more conversation we can have together, the better policies and laws that we can come up with. You're preaching to the choir, Jack, but you are absolutely right. In addition to what our local boards are doing and what lawmakers and policymakers can do, I just want to take a couple minutes to highlight what the Superintendents Association is doing. So could you share a little bit about what NCSSA is doing to provide help and support to our superintendents? Well, that's another very good question, Elizabeth. The School Superintendents Association has been very fortunate to be part of a grant for the past three years where we provide an executive coach for every first year superintendent for two years at no cost to the superintendent or to the district. And we'll use veteran superintendents or retired, recently retired superintendents 
And we feel this has been very beneficial and helpful to the new superintendents to have that thought partner to spend time with. Also, we provide the superintendent's executive leadership program. This For the 22-23 school year, we'll have 73 superintendents involved in six days of high-level professional development. This year, we'll be spending four days on the four essential roles of leadership delivered by Franklin Covey, and then two days we'll bring in some guest speakers, and then they'll have a lot of an opportunity to network. Another program that's been very successful that's really helped with the superintendency is our Aspiring Superintendents Program. We've had six cohorts where we spend 12, uh, 12 hours on leadership development, 12 hours on technical skills and survival skills, four hours with a thought partner, and our thought partners are Dr. Bowery Bridges, Dr. Rob Jackson, Dr. Tony Jackson, and Dr. Rhonda Shuler. And from the first five pro- or first six programs, we have 29 graduates of the aspiring superintendents who are currently sitting superintendents. And we feel that's been real beneficial to take them from aspiring to the superintendency with an executive coach. That's been real helpful. Two other things we do to help superintendents, we provide a winter leadership conference. We bring in national speakers. And in our winter conference this year, Dr. Karen Mapp from Harvard University will be there on family and community engagement, which is real critical. And then our summer leadership conference this past year, we had Dr. John Hodge from the Urban Learning and Leadership Center in Newport uh, News, Virginia. And these conferences provide superintendents an opportunity to network with superintendents from across the state and to share best practices. Wow, Jack, with all of that fantastic professional development that you were leading for superintendents around the state, I I wonder if you ever have time to sleep. Right. Um, (laughs) You probably don't get much, if I know you as well as I think I do. But also, I I know that there are superintendents in in every district in the state, 115 total, who have you on speed dial. And they are very lucky to have you at the helm working to support them, um, helping to make sure that policymakers and others know their needs and concerns. So we just commend you for all the work that you're doing um, on behalf of uh, superintendents across the state of North Carolina. Um, thank you for taking your time with us today to talk about some of some of the things that that these great leaders are facing too as they plan to open this new school year. Again, we we just want to see right as we start to wrap up this episode of our podcast. Any final comments you'd like to make about the work of superintendents and what's ahead of them this year? Well, I would say this, Catherine. Over the past two years, for everyone connected to schools, it's been a very uh, draining experience. And uh, we've had to deal with things we've never imagined and no previous superintendents have ever had to deal with these, with the remote learning, parents juggling jobs, trying to teach their kids at home, masking and not masking. That's just created a a lot of issues. But I will say this, superintendents have uh, dug in and have worked with their boards to try to provide the best possible education. And it's because of, I'd like to thank you and Elizabeth for your, for your support with NCSSA and the advocacy and with the NCPOP, all of us working together to provide all 7,000 administrators in the state support. Our superintendents, their job is very challenging under good conditions. It's just about being impossible with the pandemic and the political climate has made it real challenging 
to uh, and and I think that's part of the reason we've seen the high turnover rate is just such a challenging position. But thank both of you for the work you're doing. Look forward to hearing the podcast, and I hope we get to have this conversation about superintendents in the near future. Thanks so much, Jack. We do appreciate your being with us today. Thanks, Jack. Thank you. And to learn more about the resources provided through NCASA, visit our website, ncasa.net, follow us on Twitter at NCASA Tweets, or reach out to the NCASA team directly by emailing info at ncasa.net. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again soon. You've been listening to Public School Matters with the North Carolina Association of School Administrators. To stay up to date on legislation and policy news affecting K-12 education, we hope you'll join us for future episodes and subscribe to this podcast. Thank you for helping us ensure that each public school in North Carolina matters. Matters.